Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're looking at the Word of God, we're studying the Bible, we're looking at God's revelation to us, God's instructions for us as to how to be His people, how to follow Christ. We're working our way through 1 John and this is episode 44 and today we're looking at 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. Let's read the passage. This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we asked of him. Well, John's been talking about the evidence to believe, that there is evidence to believe based on the testimony, primarily the testimony of God. God himself has given evidence that we can know Christ, that we can follow Christ, and that we can have the assurance that we know him. So now he's talking about confidence in prayer and says, this is the confidence we have before him. Well, who's we? We who know him, we who are followers of Christ, we who know we are in Christ and know we have eternal life. And we have this confidence before him. This is referring to in his presence. Now he's talking about prayer here have the ability to approach God in prayer. This uh, brings to mind a passage in Hebrews, Hebrews 4.16, where uh, the author of Hebrews is talking about we can approach God in prayer. He says, therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. And I'm not really talking specifically about prayer here, but... He is talking about going to God and that we can do so with boldness. We can approach God. The picture he paints is approaching the throne, the throne of grace. And if you think about the idea of a king on his throne, not just anybody has access to the king. You have to go through a lot of people and and then to even approach the king, you would do so with a lot of fear and trepidation. And so here he's saying, we have access. We have direct access to the king. We can approach the throne because we have been given that access through Christ. And we can do so with boldness. Now he's not talking about being full of ourselves, but having the confidence, the ability to directly approach the throne and know we have been invited to. We have been given this access, and that's because we have this confidence in Christ. We have the assurance that we are in Christ. Then he goes on to say, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, quite often we don't think God necessarily doesn't hear us, but does he answer us? And then he goes on in verse 15 to say, well, yes, he does. And that's because we have this confidence. We know that he will hear our prayers. Now there's a caveat added here. If we ask anything according to his will, John assures us that if we do ask according to his will, he does in fact hear us. Then he goes on verse 15, and and if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we will have whatever we have asked of him. So if we know he's hearing us, we know he's going to provide what we ask for. A lot of times we have trouble with this in similar passages. It sounds like God will give us anything we want. 
And it kind of sounds like that. We know that we will have whatever we've asked of him. What was the caveat of that? Back in verse 14, according to his will. If we look at several passages like that, uh, if you look earlier in 1 John, in, in this letter, back in chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, John said, Dear friends, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive whatever we ask from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. Now this is his command, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. There was that same we will receive whatever we ask from him. But the caveat was because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. And he further explained that. What are his commands? To believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. So we, we see this other places. Uh, back in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus said, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. That same assurance that whatever you ask, you will receive. But what's the caveat there? If you remain in me, and remember we often, we've said that that word remain can be translated as abide, that it's talking relationally. If you are tight with Christ and my words remain in you, now, what would words remaining in you look like? Well, it would look like following Christ. Similarly, in uh, John 14, verses 13 and 14, Jesus says, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, there, the, the explanation is, for the glory of God. That's why I'm going to do these things, for the glory of God. So it's not just a flat, hey, whatever you want, I am there for you. I am your servant. I am the mater d and will provide whatever your little heart desires. No, for the glory of God. Then in uh, John 15, verse 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, we like to focus on that. Whatever you ask the Father, I will give you. But what was the first part of that? Producing fruit. That is, actually doing what Christ has called us to do. So, all of these promises, whatever you ask, I will provide, they all have a, a, a bit of a condition. And, and the whole point here is not to figure out the conditions so we can figure out the formula so we can get God to do what we want, but put together an actual coherent thought process of what is Jesus saying here? What is John saying here when he says that we have this confidence that we know we belong to him, therefore we know he's going to hear our prayer, and we know he's going to answer our prayer. This is not a, a formula to how to get God to act as I command him, it is a question of what does he really mean here? He's talking about we have access to God. We are children of God. If we come to faith in Christ and are forgiven of sin and adopted by God, we are his children and we have a relational access. We have permission to approach the throne with boldness and he has promised that he will hear 
whatever we say, whatever we ask. And his intentions are for his own glory. Ask according to his will. Ask so that we're providing fruit. Ask that his words would remain in us. All this is lining up our will with God's will. John Stott had a great quote. He said, prayer is not a convenient device for imposing our will upon God or for bending his will to ours, but the prescribed way of subordinating our will to his. It's by prayer that we seek God's will, embrace it, and align ourselves with it. Every true prayer is a variation of the theme, your will be done. I, I think he worded it very well there, that Prayer is not getting God to act according to our will, but is our own subordination of our wills to the will of God. And that should be our heart's desire. Because if we really do believe in God, we really do believe that God is the God of the Bible. We really do believe that we have been forgiven of sin and brought into a relationship with God then we should want to match his will. And the challenge for us is, can I align my own will with the will of God? Because he knows best, he wants what's best, and he's going to do what's best. And so how can I align myself with him? And one of those ways is prayer, by actually interacting with God. Prayer is not just giving God my desires. Prayer is relationally interacting with God. It's a conversation with God. It's communing with God. It's time with God. And part of that is, he says, bring me your requests. And the closer we get to God, the more we are aligned with God and the more our wills start to match the will of God. And of course, God is going to provide that which is according to his will. So prayer is us interacting with God in such a way that we are aligning with him. And John's saying that, hey, if we have this confidence that we are in Christ, we have the confidence that we're in a relationship with God, we have the confidence that we have access to God. And we know that if we pray, he, he hears our prayer. And he's going to do what's according to his will. As our prayers align with his will, he will answer. So the challenge there is, how do we align with God? Well, we're doing it by looking at his word. We are changing the way we think, the renewing of our minds through the input of the word of God. By time with God in prayer and experiencing a closeness with God and the Holy Spirit working on our hearts, helping us to align with God. And it's a process of this alignment with God. And as our wills start to match his will, we see prayer start to take on a whole new dimension as God allows us to participate in what he's doing. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through 1 John.